and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. For those of you who are counting, it's number two for this week. Number two. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I, I don't have a, a, a big agenda. I'm just thinking about some of the things I've been looking at and reading. And I was uh, on one of these uh, old uh, radio guy uh, threads on, on Facebook. It's a group. I don't even know what it's called. It's called Old Bitter radio guys or something <laughs> i'm on i'm on like five of those right right and uh they they put up a picture um of johnny carson and david letterman standing there together and i think somebody put up the video of the last time that you saw johnny carson on tv which is when he came on Letterman's show remember that sure and he sat behind okay and the thread is followed by all these comments and of course, because of the name of the the site, it's you know old bitter rate. It's David Letterman should you can't even talk about it. Johnny Carson was the, the I mean he could fucking interview David Letterman could block and out of left field like they're just attacking Letterman. Okay, right. So I I had to come on. And I have not looked because I did this a couple of hours. I said, what is this about the hate? For David, Let, what what is that all about now? I mean, there is room. There is room for these two guys, I think, in the the history of, of television, comedy, but and you know, Johnny Carson. No, but David Letterman would be the first person to tell you who the king is. It's Johnny yeah. Carson. That, that's, yeah. It's just not an argument. So what are you doing? What are you guys doing? I, doing? I said, if you cannot accept the fact that, okay, Johnny's the king, and then David Letterman, who grew up obviously idolizing Johnny Carson, took the late night genre and tweaked it and changed it and turned it upside down and did nutty, crazy, wonderful things with it, which, of course, inform everything that you see by everybody sure. since then. If you can't sure. accept that for for what it is, just get out of my face. Get out of my space. What the hell? Is, is, is wrong with you? What What is that? Can there only be, is this going to be now, uh, It's you can only talk about Tom Brady as a great quarterback. Nobody, don't even talk about, nobody else has ever even played the position except for Tom Brady. Is that where that's going to go to? Well, it's LeBron James and Michael Jordan, right? You can't have both of them be considered. It's got to be one. It's got to be one. It's got to be one. one. And, and by, you know, and and the other one has to suck. Don't forget that. That's the other part of it. It's like the one guy is great and the other guy sucks. So, and if you think this one guy isn't great, then you suck. And yeah, that's kind of how it is. That, that's that's yeah. kind of how it is. But you know, uh, that, that, but now that has nothing to do with anything. But that's just what was banging around you. in what's left of my head this day. What about you? Um, well, I, I guess we can get into the uh, you know the hot mic moment. <laughs> <laughs> of the day, uh, Peter Ducey being called a stupid son of a bitch by Joe Biden, and then Joe Biden uh, calling him up afterwards, "Hey, don't take it personal, pal." I, was was it? An, would you consider that an apology? What Joe yeah. Biden did to Peter Ducey afterwards? Yeah. Well, look. Um, should Joe Biden have said that? Except maybe in the bathroom with the door closed where no one could hear it. Okay. The answer is 
No, he should know better. But we're way past every person should realize the mic is always on. We're past that. We know that. Okay. That being said, um, number one, of course, it's factually true. <laughs> he is a stupid son of a bitch. No, he not. Here's here's no. the problem with that is when you when you call somebody a son of a bitch that sort of puts the onus of the blame on the mother and I think we all know the father is the problem. Well, I don't think people think of that as an attack on someone's mother. You're a, talking a literally, yeah. If you're you're not a, literally a son, yeah, it's the dad who really is the issue in that family. I think right. we can all agree on that. Of course, that's what it is. Um, that that being said, and uh, I don't want to play the whataboutism game, which means I'm about to play the whataboutism game. And oh, it's being played. Uh, it, and and it and actually kind of should be, except now you're stop bringing up other things. This is blah blah blah. This is the end of the world. This is your, this is so unpresidential. This is this is worse than the tan suit. This is worse than Biden saying to Barack Obama after the Affordable Care Act passed in his ear that everybody could see that this is a big fucking thing. This is the worst thing ever. And you complain about Donald Trump saying the press is the enemy of the people. Well, look at this. Look at what Joe. And the, the answer is, no, it's not. He shouldn't have said it. But the, the argument and discussion changes because Joe Biden, within an hour, yeah. called Ducey up. Ducey took the call in good humor and in good spirits and off they went, and I believe the exchange even included Joe Biden saying back to Ducey, who said to him, I'm going to keep asking you these questions that no one else will ask. And Biden said, that's your job. That's what you've got to do. Now, just think think of that. Think of the relationship there, not only to Ducey by the president, who's the White House correspondent for Fox, and therefore Fox in general, versus what Trump tried to do to CNN, to MSNBC, to NBC, to CBS, to ABC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, on and on and on it goes. Uh, we need to open up the libel laws. So again, it's nothing. It's all we've got. And it should it should pass. And but but as you well know, this is probably about a, what a ten day story over on Fox. Oh, at least oh, at, at least. least ten. Right. Oh, right. And, and but it becomes it becomes like, oh you can play this either way. You can play this with the, it's the exact same. Trump and Biden are the same person. Trump cussed out the press and now Biden course. cussed out and it's the exact same, same thing. thing. Right. Yeah, or, course, or, it's, or it's 10 times worse. Unfortunately, on Fox and right. Friends, they've already said, eh, it was good. It's fine. It's a good sign that he called him up and apologized. So we don't really have a problem with it. So Fox and Friends is already pissing them off. Now, over at our Twitter account, at Brad and Britt, you should be following us at Brad and Britt. Uh, we had a poll after calling Peter Ducey a stupid son of a bitch. How many points will Biden's approval rating go up? Uh, we had three choices, three points, four points, or five or more. 12 <laughs> votes in a 24-hour period, five or more getting the uh, lion's share there, Brad. 83.3% of the respondents saying five or more points. Uh, and then it was evenly split between four and three. So we're just curious <laughs> as to how. <laughs> if, if, I, if I may say something, Britt, I think we need to get our turnout machine cranked up a little bit more you think <laughs> to, to, get a, to get a few more votes in there I, I i'm just i'm just thinking that all right next the, the majority is saying five yeah. or more but right. it felt. I it, i'll just say it felt to me like one of those harry truman moments it felt like a harry well, truman would have these these things where he would kind of just cuss somebody out or but he, he he generally wasn't off mic because you know they weren't 
so used to doing the microphone thing back in those days, and he would just say it. He would just say, "You're a stupid well, son of a bitch." I I was actually thinking of of that comparison, you know, hours ago, and I didn't think of it now. You did, um, you know the 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 name, give him hell, Harry. Yeah, denotes absolutely the fact that Harry Truman was a foul mouth son of a bitch and That's proud true. to be one. He was. And he got reelected. <laughs> and he's now a legendary president. He's in the top tier now for doing some pretty courageous things. And but but again, you know, th- this will pass. Mm-hmm. It will it will it will go, although I take it back. This will get brought up. This will this moves into what I call the Sean Hannity wrote, memorized, laundry list of shit that he will repeat when he wants to go on an unhinged rant about nothing. It'll it'll come back up. But, uh, but I mean, let's move on. Let's uh, we've we, we've said what we need to say. And by again, bottom line, Biden apologized. Trump never apologizes. Never, 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 never. And that's why his people like him. And you know what? We like the fact that Joe Biden apologized. That's one of the reasons we like him. That is one of the reasons that he is a better human being than Donald Trump will ever be. And again, you know, you know, why is Trump alive and Meatloaf dead? You haven't answered that yet. Why did Meatloaf have to die? Why did Bob Saget have to die? I'll just say uh, Meatloaf, played, Meatloaf very famously in Fight Club played a character called Bitch Tits. I don't know if you've ever seen the film. I, I saw uh, the movie, and you know yeah. what? When when I, I saw the other day that, that he was in that movie. I had no memory of him being in there. because, Of course, uh, the way I watch movies, I watch movies on on uh, streaming services where you never see the credits. They, they uh, never roll because the, the, the movie must end instantly. And next movie, 10, 9, 8, 7. Shit, I, no, I want to see the fucking credits. Can I please see the credits? No, no, no. Can you got to do the Seinfeld. We want you to we no, want you can shuffled you, off. Can, the- you, <laughs> can, you devote, can you devote just a teeny bit more bandwidth so that the movie goes a little bit longer so I can see the credits? No, no, no. Oh, oh, we'll do it for you. We're going to shrink them down to the size of a postage stamp on your 55-inch TV. See if you can read them then. There's, oh my! What? There's some very. I'm, uncomfortable I'm losing my moments. mind today. I'm going there's nuts. Some very, there's very uncomfortable moments with bitch tits, which I think would actually be a pretty good nickname for Trump. But that's another story entirely. Uh, Putin continues to rattle his sabers, and there continues to be some more stuff that's going on with the Ukraine. Any any sort of thoughts now as we matriculate toward what seems to be uh, almost an inevitable, really, invasion in some way, shape, or form of the Ukraine? I did see that he's you know he's he's very good at installing his people, puppet folks inside the Ukraine, Putin is. And I thought, well, why not? He already installed, you know, a puppet government here. So why would he not stop and do that uh, also in the well, Ukraine? I see what you did there. Yeah. I see what you did with that one. I like that one. <laughs> so, that seems okay. to be his uh, modus operandi. Uh, as you, again, you point out that there's a lot of problems here in the United States. The economy is not all that great, according to some people, and there's a lot of rancor, and those approval ratings are down for Biden, and there's a lot of infighting, and that seems to be the time when Putin tends to pounce. So, uh, and again, mommy and daddy are fighting, Hannity and, and, and Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, not only a dove on this issue, he actually sympathizes with Russia. Hey, why not? They deserve Ukraine. They've been good. They've been working out every day. They've avoided eating cake after dinner. Why not take Ukraine? That seems to be well, the Tucker Carlson position. I, I, 
I think I've got him figured out, at least on this one, besides yeah. the fact. And by the way, I had that as a, a choice for you. Yes. Uh, I was going to say, um, Tucker is hungry for Russia's approval. You see what I did there? You see what you you did. see what I did? See what uh, you did. Right. Um, he loves to be the guy sitting out far in, in, in right field all by himself. Sure. at the game because if things go south for any reason having to do with this story or any story that he does this with he then gets to say not only did i tell you so not only i told you so but i'm right about that therefore i'm right about x so listen to me so he's staking out a position ahead of time here Almost so that no matter what happens, and remember, every, every time we do anything having to do with foreign policy, particularly at this level, particularly when it has to do with uh, arming a country, even our best friends, uh, even through NATO, it gets ticklish, it gets ugly. And when you're talking about a country like Russia that has all these natural resources, I believe they provide about half of Germany's energy. That's a problem. But then on the other hand, if Russia decides, if we slap these heavyweight sanctions on them, that they're going to cut off um, energy supplies, gas, natural gas to, to Germany to punish NATO, well, uh, does that hurt them as much as it hurts the rest of the world? The answer is Putin don't care, right? That's yeah. we always have to remember that Putin don't care. Putin doesn't worry about the next Gallup poll. Putin don't have to uh, worry about that. Uh, there's not going to be a revolution and knock him out of office for for things like that. Um, but in the case of uh, you know, Tucker Carlson leading on the but, and by the way, Britt, I think there's a subject we've we've avoided. We haven't talked about it, and this is a good time as any to talk about it. All right, mm-hmm. uh, there is. A network. It's called RT. Yeah. Okay. And it's basically a, a Russian-owned television network. Right. Our old friend Holland Cook works for RT. Right, and has for a few years. Has for several years. We love Holland. Yeah. But he has a show on there, and he's very good. He's very good. Sure. Uh, I've never seen him discuss anything having to do with the we Russians or with Putin, and. You can guess why. Um, <laughs> at what po- at, at, at what point are all of us who know Holland and who have worked with him over the years and know him to be a really really good guy? At what point are we to, to say to Holland, "You're taking a paycheck from the Russians"? Yeah. You cannot, with a straight face, tell us that you are independent and you get no interference and they let you do whatever kind of show that you want to do. It doesn't work that way. No, it's a propaganda arm. Right. You're working for a propaganda arm of the Russians. And because you do get to talk about anything you want, you know the boundaries. You know what not to talk about. You know what not to say. You know what subjects not not to address. And... I don't know how you reconcile yourself with this. I mean, I, you know, we worked with Holland for years, years. Yeah. 
and um, it's not as if, oh, we should have known he was a secret con. No, he's not a communist. He's not. No. Uh, I mean, Larry King took a paycheck from these people for a while. A lot of people have uh, uh, come and gone through that portal the last 10, 15 years, but they still remain available. You certainly can watch it online. You can see the videos. Uh, I don't know how many cable systems carry RT. I know Spectrum doesn't. Um, but then I have not looked on Roku, my Roku uh, thing, which has every network on earth that I, and I haven't noticed whether they carry RT or not. And I'm not worried that whatever RT would put out with their tiny audience in the United States, that they're going to sway foreign policy or get all of us to take the side of the Russians against Ukraine. I'm not worried about that. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a little bit concerned that our friend Holland is, uh, if he was able to justify this three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, and he really, he really couldn't even then. I don't think anybody brought it up. I've never seen anybody confront him. I've never seen uh, comments on his Facebook page. Holland, what the fuck are you doing with RT? But maybe it's about time that we start asking. There you maybe, go. Maybe so. As we ramp up for war, there's the. Uh... Let me show you what the, the website looks like at RT, some of the things that they're posting right now as far as the ramp up for war. U.S. says it will refuse all security concessions proposed by Russia. Uh, NATO says it's going to get the fuck out of Dodge. No talks with terrorists. It's, it, it, this is all definitely pro-Putin stuff that you would see on their uh, website. I don't think there's any question this is propaganda bullshit. Uh <laughs> Let's carry it back to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. He, he is taking that point of view. He's saying to his audience, considerable as it is, what's our beef with the Russians? What's the big deal? And what the hell do we care about Ukraine? That's interesting. What's up, what's up with that? Why, why would we bother? Why would we bother with Ukraine? And uh, if, if, if that doesn't get your attention... Yeah, well, then, then nothing will, because it's just you. No, no, you're you're either in NATO, which is you know all these Western countries that say you know we're all for one and one for all, and if somebody gets attacked, you know we get attacked. Um, and what what side are you on? That's I guess that's the question. You do have to take a side here. Now you can argue with the actual foreign policy. You can say, well, maybe maybe. Sending some troops to show strength right now is not an answer. Maybe it's an unnecessary elevation, but you have to stand up to Putin. Which is it? If he doesn't stand up to Putin, then he's a puss, right, Biden? Yeah. If he does, then he's a warmonger. I mean, have we been down this road before? Of course, many we times, have. many, many times. Of, of, of course, we have. And uh, in the case of, of Tucker Carlson, we have Congressman Tom Malinowski of New Jersey been in office uh, a couple of terms, pretty good guys, a Democrat. He uh, tweeted out that, quote, my office is now getting calls from folks who say they watch Tucker Carlson and they're upset that we're not siding with Russia in its threats to invade Ukraine and who want me to support Russia's, quote, unquote, reasonable positions. So that's where it is. The movement has started. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, you can imagine, like, if, if there would have been a Tucker Carlson or a Fox News after World War II, well, yeah, sure. The Russians should be able to get Czechoslovakia and Romania and anywhere else they want. They should be yeah. able to roll into Poland. Why, why, what's, the, what's the problem? 
Well, we kind of let them, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah, but we bitched about it. Didn't we stop them. We, we were like, well, if they want the rest of Germany, why don't we let them take it? I don't yeah. understand. Why do why do well? I mean, there were there were there were agreements after the war as to who got what and all that. Yeah. But yeah. that's 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 different. That's then. This is now, and uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty disconcerting to what those folks are are, are doing at that network to uh, undermine the United States of America. You know, uh, Trump rolled over for Putin for four years, for four years. Um, and in retrospect, uh, what was Barack Obama to have done when Putin rolled in and, 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 and took over the, uh, the little Crimea area there, right. not, not, not nearly as big as Ukraine and not even close. Um, the answer is, were we prepared to go to war over that? The answer is no. Um, is there going to be a hot war over Ukraine with American troops involved? No way. It ain't gonna happen. They're not gonna be wearing American uniforms. We know that. It's it's just not possible. Not gonna happen. Um, but I guess yeah. We have to stand. You got you got to stand by by those folks. And and uh, uh, you got to wonder. My last comment. You got to wonder uh, beyond the obvious that you know Putin wants to put back the old band, the old uh, geography of the Soviet Union as much as he can and start to swallow everything around him uh, that was taken away 30 years ago when the Soviet Union was was dissolved. Uh, but you got to wonder uh, how much in terms of just Ukraine is involved with the fact that the president, Zelensky, uh, resisted efforts by uh, Trump and his uh, acolytes to get him to hold a fake press conference to attack Joe Biden and undermine his candidacy because Trump, as annoying as he is, was correct that Joe Biden was perceived as the only threat that could beat him in the election of 2020. And he he spotted that, you know, a year or so before, tried to take action. Sarinsky wouldn't play ball. There was no press conference. And, uh, you know, Biden's candidacy wasn't damaged, and who knows if it actually would have been who, who would have, if we would have bought into whatever they were saying over there. It seems kind of clumsy now, even if it would have happened. Um, but that that uh, Putin is now going to get his pound of flesh against Ukraine, uh, not only for all the other more important reasons, but just for that nitpicky little personal beef he has with uh, uh, President Zelensky. It's kind of weird for uh, to have a guy in charge of a country who just bases things off personal beefs, isn't it? That's odd. What would that be like? I don't know. Well, <laughs> one day we may find out. <laughs> That's just so odd, so unusual, so strange. Well, after we talked about the markets yesterday, they uh, had a big rally and everything's fine now. So I hope you feel silly about going off like you did yesterday. Oh, yeah. let's see. Yeah, they're, they're doing fine, Britt. Let, let, let's see. They're, they're doing wonderful today. Everything's uh, fixed. Yeah, everything's fixed. And, 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 and this stupid day uh, is looking like yesterday because right around noon, we, we do this, you know, early in the afternoon each day. And on Monday, you know, you were down 1,100 points. I didn't look until about 3 o'clock. I really didn't. And I went to the gym and I turned my phone on. Fuck it. Things are green. It went from wow. minus 1,100 on the Dow to, to green. And then on Tuesday, again, it opened uh, far down in the toilet, down 800, 
And as uh, we speak early in the afternoon on Tuesday, it's come almost all the way back again. And um, this isn't just a, a series of Maalox moments, okay? <laughs> uh, it's 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 worse than that. It's very difficult. But the answer is, as uh, and as you know, I have a guy. Actually, I have a team of guys who uh, handle my massive uh, $6,412 portfolio. I, do. I, I have a team. I don't know why I'm a, such a small investor, but I do have a team of guys in New York, um, uh, Mr. Morgan and Mr. Stanley. And, and uh, I got a note from, from them yesterday, and they said, I, you, you'd be better off never looking at anything. Just don't look at anything. And, of course, that's, that's correct advice, and I sent – uh, I don't know whether I sent it back to Morgan or Stanley. I said, Morgan, that's like telling someone, you know what? Go bet a football game, but you never can watch the game. Just tell me the final score. And <laughs> you can't do that because once you put money on the game, you want to see the game, right? <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're, we're just having fun there. And uh, But, but I, I, you know, the, the days like this, they're, they're disconcerting. But, uh, again, same thing as uh, on Monday. Panic, never the strategy. I mean, there there obviously are people. There obviously are are, are people and or machines because I don't know how much of this is mechanically driven. I don't yeah. think this is all small investors on a, you know, on a uh, on a uh, a computer in their house doing this selling, uh, massive selling, and then uh, brilliantly uh, a buying in at the bottom, coming back and making. It doesn't work that way. Nobody's that smart. Um, but um, you gotta you gotta hold your ground and you gotta stop buying crap. How about that? Stop buying crapola. <laughs> that is my, my, my that is yeah. my. I'm gonna put out my my thesis statement for this year when it comes to the yeah. markets. Stop buying crap. Stop buying crapola. <laughs> yeah. Governor DeSantis is uh, upset at Joe Biden again because the FDA has shut down uh, the emergency usage of monoclonal antibodies. Brad, this forced the state of Florida to shut down a couple of monoclonal antibody treatment sites. Uh, Governor DeSantis is calling this irresponsible. That's not the way you help people. And I, I think he's even gone so far as to saying that uh, Joe Biden is responsible for killing people in doing uh, this. I, 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 I appreciate you giving me the Ron DeSantis factless yes. contextless version of the story. Yes. Yes. But if I, if I remember correctly, uh, hearing about this on Monday, uh, monoclonal antibodies, of which there aren't, it's not, you know, like aspirin. You can't just go into a store. It's a very complex, difficult thing to administer. Okay. And it apparently does not work against the Omicron version of the virus. So, yeah. therefore, yes, it makes complete sense to say, one, we're not going to bend over backwards to administer something that doesn't work because most of the people who are demanding this are fucking assholes who aren't vaccinated, who are on that other end of, of the spectrum of humanity that say, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Why should I get vaccinated? Because they've got treatments like this one, like the one they gave Trump, which, you know, that may as well have been 50 years ago in terms of the advancement of what we know. Plus, Trump had a different virus than you do. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so therefore, as always, Ron DeSantis is full of shit 
Fuck him. And that's not even the worst Ron DeSantis story of the day. Yeah. Okay. There's way worse than than that shit. Okay. Right. Um, He's uh, in, in, in Florida. They've got this horseshit piece of legislation. Okay. It's the don't make me feel bad law. And you gotta, you gotta read this. You gotta read it to believe it. Um, an individual should not be made to feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress on account of his or her race. That's right. Wow. That's right. Um, that's, very, that's a snowflake law almost. Yeah. Um, among other things, it cites two prime examples of things that should not happen in schools denial or minimization of the Holocaust and the teaching of critical race theory, because they are the same thing, the same as thing. you know. It Absolutely. is exactly the same thing. <laughs> um, because remember, teaching that there is some level of racism embedded all through American society, it may not be conscious. I mean, you could see a story like I saw today that still to this moment, black people are denied mortgages at a rate about double that of white people. And if you say that that's part of racism that's embedded into American society, you may be breaking the law. You may be breaking the law down there in Florida. And that is exactly the same as saying, Six million Jews killed by Hitler? Uh-uh. It's yeah, the same, same thing. thing. It's the same okay. thing. So that's Florida. That's Florida. And um, when, when you actually read the legislation, it's, it's even worse than, the, the, than that. There's, there's, there's a bunch of other aspects to this. It's, it's just dreadful. Because just think about what you learn in history. Most of what you learn in history, if you want to think about it, can make you uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. It's uncomfortable to learn that, that, that uh, Abe Lincoln was assassinated. It is. It is by a Confederate sympathizer. It is. That's unc- yeah. I don't like to hear that. Yeah, I don't like to hear that. I don't it like to hear that. Uh, I mean, you can, you can decide that anything uh, makes you feel un- un- uncomfortable. So um, This is a part of the story. A recent Zillow analysis shows that 20% of black applicants just in North Carolina were denied mortgages in 2020 compared to 10.9% of white potential buyers. I believe that's about double the rate, Brad. Uh, but, I, but thank you for correcting me. It's not quite double, but it's damn close. Pretty close. <laughs> Nationwide, the gap is growing. Black applicants in the U.S. denied at an 84% higher rate than white applicants in 2020. That's the most recent data available. That is a 10% increase over 2019. So it is getting worse, not better. According to these statistics, one of the things that you missed on the uh, Ron DeSantis story when it comes to Regeneron is that his perhaps financial exposure to the success of Regeneron. You, you did you did leave that particular part out of that as well. Tell, tell me about that because I'm well. I, there's I, been I, a lot of speculation that perhaps he makes money off of that entire deal, and that he may be an investor, and that there may be some something going into his pocket personally. De, DeSantis? Yeah, that's that's been that's been well. Found it right. well reported over. over no, no, I'm sorry. Time. These are the kind of attacks I, I just can't stand by. That makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> the other part about the monoclonal antibodies, which is seen as this great Hail Mary among people who don't want to get the vaccine for whatever fucking reason is, if you don't get the monoclonal antibodies very early into your sickness, into being infected, yeah. then 
it's no good. It's no bueno. So right. if you're on your deathbed, can't breathe, and you have to have somebody take you through the site, and you have to recline in your you know Jeep, Jeep Cherokee, at that point, it's too fucking late. So- <laughs> you know, I have to pick a Jeep Cherokee. Right? Why can't it be a Toyota RAV4? Come on. <laughs> What are you doing? Did you see that that Toyota outsold the, the GM vehicles for the first time last year in the United States? They they sold more. Vehicles. Yeah, you saw that was that was a big deal. That was for the first time the Toyota the Toyota folks and and by the way they're coming to North Carolina. They're coming to our backyard, Brad. They're going to be right here. They're now uh, not if I can help it. <laughs> That makes no sense. So, yeah, DeSantis yeah. has been going through, this, and it hasn't been reported a lot nationally because, of course, it's not as big a deal as Joe Biden going getting his butt kicked six ways till Sunday. You and I can admit freely that over the past six weeks to two months, Joe Biden's not had a good time. There's been a series of bad stories that have been particularly not helpful to Joe Biden. But DeSantis has also been getting his ass kicked through a series of, of bullshit down in Florida. A lot of it's self-inflicted. A lot of people are uh, waking up to the fact that this guy is completely incompetent. Right. Well, I, uh, I, I, if I can just change the uh, location just a little bit, but stay within the same conference, surely, uh, and move up to Virginia. Hello. We'll stay in the ACC here for just a moment, because uh, after that, that 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 phony baloney investment banker jerk Glenn Youngkin, Glenn Youngkin yeah. lied and faked his way into the uh, governor with a brilliant campaign. You know, he wasn't too Trumpy. He kept at arm's length. He didn't embrace the craziest parts. And it allowed even moderate Democrats to say, oh, OK, we're sick of Terry McCall. Let's give him a shot. Okay, and, and this could be the model all over the country, uh, not to attack Donald Trump, but just stay at arm's length from him. You don't have to have him come in and campaign for you and and young kids he's going to be a reasonable one how many times yeah. how many times has that football been yanked away every time a republican gets elected to office under the guise of uh, they're not one of the crazies and once they take off and by the way starting with trump right yeah because he, he um so story number one with youngkin this week and uh, at the university of virginia they have uh, someone who is their general counsel, their like lead lawyer, their number one guy who defends the University of Virginia. And I think he even defends the whole University of Virginia system. Uh, and the guy's name is Timothy Hafey, H-E-A-P-H-Y. Uh, he has been fired. Why has he been fired? Well, because not only did Glenn Youngkin get elected, not only did that crazy woman get elected lieutenant governor, but they have a uh, Republican attorney general. And the attorney general says that Mr. Hafey doesn't share his, the attorney general's philosophy and legal approach. So you're fired, get out. Now, it turns out, that uh, this gentleman, who's the general counsel, or was the general counsel for the University of Virginia, whose name is, uh, let's see, his full name, full name, full name, full name. Jason Miaris, or is it Timothy? There you go. That's the one. That's the one. Um, That he uh, has a side job. He is uh, helping the the group of people who are in Washington who are investigating the January 6th incident. 
That's correct. He's helping them. He's doing research for them. He's helping them out. And that's, of course, the reason that they fired him. That's the reason that and his name is fired. his name is Timothy Heafy. He's the guy that was uh, Heffy or Heafy, H E A P H Y, and right. he has made political donations. It says here to Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. So he's obviously a problem, and he had to go. He had to go. <laughs> he he had to go. But that young um, guy, he's very you know he's a very judicious guy. He's not one of the crazies, Brad. <laughs> Wait, but that's not all. There's more. There's more. He put out an executive order banning the teaching of critical race theory or any, quote, inherently divisive concepts in Virginia schools, like that Ralph Sampson should have been the number one draft pick the year that he was chosen. Nobody's defending that. That's a divisive concept, right? (laughs) That's that's why the NBA draft lottery exists to this day. Lose one more seven foot four. And of course, it just doesn't matter how many times you add on to a, a story like this with nobody's teaching critical race theory. No public schools are teaching. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's more important that you uh, show your colors and show that you are standing up to something that really isn't being taught, that people think is being taught, that they don't even know what it is because it's the it's the uh, culture war. But critical race theory of course, now expands because it really doesn't have a definition, right? It doesn't have one that makes any sense. And so it can cover just any kind of the teaching of African-American history or slavery or Jim Crow. Oh, divisive. Can't teach it. You can see where this is all going. You can feel it. It's a coming. It's a coming. This is part of the story that's in the Washington Post. Governor Glenn Youngkin Monday invoked the biblical call to love your neighbor, Brad, as school systems around the state struggled with strong reactions to his ban on local mask mandates. But the Republican also fanned the flames of partisan division in the face of court challenges and protests. School districts resisting his ban, quote, aren't recognizing the rights of parents today, Duncan told conservative radio host John Fredericks. Yeah, this is just, he's all in. He's all in. He's as bad as the rest of them. They can't, you know, the, the only... You know, the only uh, two Republican governors that come to mind that don't play that game at any level that I know of are Larry Hogan in uh, Maryland, Maryland and uh, Charlie, whatever the fuck his name is, in Massachusetts. Okay? Well, DeWine, DeWine's also kind of... DeWine, uh, DeWine is a little bit too cute by half. He seems <laughs> that way. No, 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 no. And, <laughs> and when, you look at, when you look at DeWine's resume before he became... he Believe me, he was on the team. I mean, he's a smart politician, mm-hmm. um, and he does get some shit done to his mm-hmm. credit. Uh, and... He's been pro vaccine. He's been he's been all in on the vaccines, and he's been he's he's, never been he's he's never been a whack job on vaccine. I get I I I get you. And you know he just scored a twenty billion dollar plant built uh, by Intel uh, in suburban Columbus out there in uh, New Albany. You know a place that's uh, so new and so rich it didn't even exist when I lived there. That place did not exist. There was no New Albany. He he invented a place and he put a plant there and he got the Bengals into the AFC championship. Well, he he didn't invent the place. You know who kind of invented the place is Leslie Wexner, the the limited guy, the uh, the Victoria's Secret guy, the rich guy, the discredited now guy, but but he's, uh, I think he's still the richest guy in Ohio. Um, but he got, but, but DeWine definitely got the Bengals into the AFC championship. 
I mean, there's that's no true. He's not getting the kind of credit that he deserves. Yeah, remember when he called in that that trick play in the second quarter? <laughs> that was that was, was a good the, one. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was the guy that said, you know that Joe Burrow guy? He's pretty good. You guys should draft him. And they were like, well, we hadn't thought of that. But, oh, Governor, you're right. We should probably grab that. All guy. right. Okay, so let, let, let's finish up here with uh, Andy Reid, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the stupidest rule in all of sports. I, I, <laughs> um, and I don't know whether you've – how many threads you've done or, or, or been on or, or read. But isn't it unbelievable how many people – are willing to step forward and defend this rule, the overtime rule, where all you have to have is a coin flip, win the coin flip, get the ball, score a touchdown, game over, other team yeah. never gets the ball, never gets a chance to try to score. And they're leaning on – I don't want to say it's right-wing stupidity, but it kind of feels like right-wing stupidity because it's almost – you know, in the free market, there's an offense and a defense – and they have an equal chance to succeed. And if the offense happens to score a touchdown and the defense does not live up to its uh, potential, it loses. And the free market has given the you – know, you are celebrating the status quo, uh, by the way, of a rule that they, they didn't have in place all the time. It's like the fucking filibuster, okay? They just made it up about, what, about 10 years ago they went to this system? where. where also, I think it's kind of Pollyannish and hilarious that there are some people who don't know anything about football, apparently, in 2022, that think the offense and the defense are given equal chances to succeed in today's game. I think that's also kind of hilarious that they would say that, but never yeah. mind. Right. But um, I, I mean, I, I, I'm just, just amazed yeah. that uh, they're, and, and, you know, once you hear, and, and you know, this is true, and Andy Reid's a straight up, forward, honest guy, and he's been on both ends of this rule you know he's lost a championship game yep. and he's won a championship game uh in overtime as uh the team that was on defense that got scored upon and then of course this sunday being the team that that scored and he knows how inherently unfair it is of course you win the game you feel good and uh, uh i don't hear the buffalo bills i haven't seen anything about them bitching about it they don't they don't have to it's it's, it's self-evident that the, um, it, it's just a dopey idea. It's just, it's just horrible. It ruins, it ruins in one way, the, the 60 minutes of effort that went in to producing a tie. I mean, I, I think they're wasting our time. I think they may as well just go for a coin flip and let it sit. At, whoever wins the coin flip, why bother with wasting more energy and risking injury we can, right? do four out of well, seven. we can do four out of seven on the coin flips if you yeah. want to. I mean, just our rock, paper, scissors. E odds, evens. We can do. I mean, there's so many different ways to decide it. He, I think Andy Reid is saying what a lot of people are saying is give each offense an opportunity to possess the ball. Yeah. That, and yeah. that's not hard. That's not tough. Again, I, the geniuses, the genius billionaires that run this league hey. and hire, hire people like Urban Meyer to be their coach, uh, they should be able to figure out fairly easily how to make that happen, I would think. I, I, I should have checked this. Isn't that the college overtime? A little bit. Don't they but do they that get, in college? Yeah, it's it, it becomes almost like a football game in college with the top of the inning and bottom of the inning. You know, the one team gets to have it and then the next one gets to have it. And then after a certain number of times, you just have to go for two every single time. And it gets kind right. of crazy. And that's why you well, get those 78 to 77 games in college football. Right, but, but, but anything is better than this. 
yeah, anything. A, a, again, the, what they were trying to avoid was the, the old overtime, the sudden death was somebody would win a coin flip, they would take it, they would kick a field goal, and the game would be over. That's what they were trying to avoid doing. And but now you have to do it, it like this. They made it much worse. <laughs> they actually ended up making it way worse than, than it, they had. You could you could have said, yeah, if you kick a field goal, you don't automatically win the game. The other team gets the ball. Right. Which is what they got. Uh, which is what what uh, partially exists now. But they didn't have to add on, oh, by the way, if it's a touchdown, the game ends and the other team doesn't get the ball back. That's just idiotic. It's adorable, Who thought of that? It's adorable to be lectured to. Well, offense and defense and they're equally. No, the game, it's, it's not even a debate that the game is much more geared toward offense than it was 40 years ago or 50 years ago or 30 years ago. Take but, your time frame. Of course it's more geared toward offense because guess what? That's what gets television ratings. That, that's what works. Right. And, even Tom Brady would admit this. And, and the statistics bear out the fact that the team that wins the coin flip and gets yes. the ball yes. wins – much more often than the defense holds, gets the ball, and then the, you know, the uh, coin flipping losing team wins the game. So that's right. Is that is that how you want to uh, give one team or the other an advantage in overtime through a coin flip? That's ridiculous. That's just stupid. That's, that's there you go. That's that's just wrong. And, and um, I I understand that if uh, uh, you know the the game has to end sometime, but. You know what's the longest game? Was that Kansas City game in nineteen seventy two? Went eighty minutes, so it's like so into the second overtime. Kansas so City, happen. Miami, and yeah, all, all that right. kept going on forever and ever. Yeah, right. But and, that, and that's what I heard one host saying was he's like, well, you got to think about the next week, the team that, that if you're going to play forever, there's got to be a team that's got to play again in like six days. And if they've been through eighty minutes of football or something, what are they going to have left for the next round? Oh fuck that! You know what? If that's such a problem, stop with Thursday night games. Well, stop with Thursday night games altogether. But they wouldn't think of doing that now. No, they're they're all in Amazon on that. Amazon paid Shut us up. a shit. Amazon paid us a shit ton of money for those games. Shut your mouth. 